Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Radio Wings podcast, sponsored by All Pro Security. We've got three interviews to come this week as we hear from the Welling United's Player of the Month for August, Jeff Tay Tanga, on his recent performances and how he's settling into his loan spell at the club. I also speak to Taylor Caldre, who at just 20 years of age has taken charge of the Welling United women's team. But before that, and 48 hours after Tuesday night's defeat in Worthing, I spoke to manager Danny Bloor to reflect on that game. But joining me now on the Radio Wings podcast is none other than Welling United manager Danny Bloor. Hi, Danny. Hi, Nigel. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, good. Enjoying the weather. Uh, I'm really looking forward to, uh, firstly, on Saturday, but one amazing FA Cup draw against uh, arguably our biggest rivals in the league. And I can't, you know, let's not get carried away because we've got to try and do the business against Bath. But I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to this local derby against Bath. A massive, massive game. In my opinion, it's the uh, tie of the round as well. And uh, it's certainly one I can't wait for. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we're at the same age, Danny. I mean, I love the FA Cup. It's great, isn't it? Well, it's the greatest cup competition in the whole world, Nigel, isn't it? You know, and uh, it's really exciting, isn't it? But yes, of course, we want to get some more points on the board against Bath City this Saturday. But, you know, it's a massive, massive game. And, you know, I think this is a game for the fans of Welling. Local derby, uh, you know, it'd be my first uh, local derby as manager. It's a massive game and one, I, as I say, uh, I don't want to get, uh, get ahead of myself because, uh, you know, it's important we get some more big points, as I say. But, you know, really looking forward to the start of the CFA Cup. Absolutely. Now we're 48 hours after the uh, game at Worthing. Looking back on it now, what's what's your thoughts? Overall thoughts? Well, I went and watched uh, having the Eastbourne Borough on Wednesday night uh, as well. And my thoughts after watching both games is what a, a game Tuesday night was. The quality by both sides. Listen, I think Worthing have win the league with the firepower they've got now, uh, and a, you know a fantastic uh, stadium, and with Adam Hinchwood as manager on Tuesday night as opposed to the quality of the game on uh, Wednesday night was, was a vast difference and uh, I think the game really hinged on a couple of things of course that penalty decision I think it was probably a soft penalty but we had a good chance and it was a good game Nigel you were down there uh, we had a good chance to take the lead uh, we didn't take that and then as I say that soft penalty but you know there's no there's no disgrace there's no complaints losing as I say uh, down in West Sussex against Worthing that'd be right up there and I think it's still a good learning curve for us I thought it was a notable performance I thought Dom Dom Odesanya in the middle of midfield was the best midfielder on the pitch and uh, yeah it, it's it was our first. It was our first defeat in four games, so it, it's crucial that we get get back uh, back in action as soon as we can. What What did you say to the team at half time? Because I thought in that first half, I thought we more than matched them, and it's pro- probably shaded it. We just, but we just couldn't get the ball in the net. Well, I, I think you know. I think I did some of my interview after the game, and that's, I thought we showed it the first half. I think, listen, you know, you, you and I and the Welling fans are not fools. Uh, I worked my absolute socks off to bring in Adam Roscoe seven days ago, and honestly, and I, I, I think the Welling fans know me. I'm honest. I'm not someone who's going to, you know, tell tell them you know things that I don't but see. I really think if he hadn't picked up that injury in that seventh or eighth minute against Norbans last day, and he played in St Norbans. And I think if he played at Woodside Road against Worthing, I think we would have beat St Albans, and I think we would have got a point against uh, Worthing. So that, that's tough. But you know, half time is sort of you know uh, pretty much the same again, really, wasn't it? I thought Worthing came out well at the start of the second half. But I thought we'd weathered the storm. 
and you know, then we had, as I say, a good opportunity. And I thought we was on top then. And alas, it was a it was a penalty decision. We've seen a couple of those, haven't we, in the game at Hemel Hempstead? But uh, yeah, it was disappointing. But certainly, there's there's plenty for us to be extremely optimistic about a Welling United Football Club. I mean, I said on commentary that I think that they, I thought that they was getting frustrated because. They were constantly playing out for the back, and they and a couple of times we caught them. And I just thought that um, I, I mean, even Mark Doig said that you know they they are playing out for the back was to draw us out of position because I just thought they was getting frustrated because things wasn't going their way. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. You know, we set up a game plan. We don't, you know, please people. It's not, you know, fans are well in realise. We do our sort of homework on every opponent. We have Dan Ford, our technical analysis, gives us a full report on each team. It'd be Barthes Saturday. It was working on Tuesday. Snowbans this time last week. You know, we do our homework. You know, mm. we know the weaknesses and strengths of all teams. Um, and yeah, we set, we, we, you know, we set up. You know, we know what Worthing's strengths are. And as you say, we more than match them. But let's take nothing away from them. They were the, they were the winners in the end. We wish them well. Uh, quite a few players have played for me in the past at Worthing. So we wish them well. And as I previously said, I think they'll be right bang there come the end of the season. I mean, to me, I, when that penalty went in, would it be fair to say that our heads dropped a bit? I just thought that the players, I just they put in such an effort and they were so, as you say, we, we more than matched them. And I just thought our heads dropped just, just a little bit. Yeah. No, I, t- I would say I would totally agree that I felt we seemed a bit deflated. I think if it had been uh, a wonder goal, I think perhaps not. I think, it, as I say, I think that some of the people you that probably had a better view than me didn't feel it was a penalty. Very, very tough to sort of see it in real time. Um, I think it, you know it, 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 it's when, when you can see the penalty and you've worked that hard, and the boys really did work hard. They put, as I say, a massive shift in. I felt that um, you know they, they did seem a tad deflated, but. Listen, the boys have worked really hard for one in United Football Club. You know that. I yeah, know that. Absolutely. Uh, they're, a good, they're a good young group. Listen, Paulie's our oldest player and he's 28. I know he looks a lot older. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, when you actually think, you know, we've more than matched the side and the sort of flowing football, we try and play. I know it doesn't happen all the time. Um, you know, we've done this in sort of eight games, but, you know, I'm not naive enough. My management team are not naive enough. We need to continue getting points on the table, but certainly we do try and play in a nice start. Yeah. Now, you mentioned um, new signing Adam Roscrow. He's out on you. What's the latest on his injury? I literally, before I, you know, I knew I was going to speak to you. I spoke to I spoke to Adam this morning. Listen, it, it's not broken. He's had an MIR scan. He's going to be out of action for quite some time. So you know, it, it's deflating for that. You know, that really is deflating for me more than anything. Yeah. You know, I think you know how hard I'm working, and I've been yeah, all again to, to, to try and bring someone else in again for this week. Um, there could be a couple of departures. Right, one another player might be going out on loan. So yeah, but you know, we have to deal with it, don't we? But there's some good news on the injury front. Uh, Miss Dickinson's injection into his hips gone really, really well. Uh, I'm very confident he'll make his comeback in the 23s on Saturday. And young Enoch Mungawi, who you know really impressed us in pre-season, he's a creative player. He's going to make his comeback in that game as well. So, you know, other than Adam, we're pretty much hopefully going to have a you know uh, you know injury-free squad. But you know, you know, you sort of say that, and perhaps you, you sort of reluctantly say that because something else might might sort of come up and sort of get us. But yeah, um, it, it, Adam's Adam was a blow because you know. It's no secret that Kareem, Alex and David, they're all young, 
strikers making their way. Adam is experienced. He's 27. Uh, you know, I, I could have got other. We could have got other players in, but I just felt he was right for us, and it, it was bitterly disappointing to see him, you know, uh, pick up that injury seven, seven, eight minutes into his Welling United debut. And as you say, I mean, that's just our luck at the moment. I mean, to lose him after that so early. And not only that, his mum and dad are drove all the way up from Wales to watch him. And then they, I think they end up having to take him up the hospital. So what's his spirits like in general? Well, he's going to come to the game Saturday. Uh, I think, you know, I think you've got to know me in a short space of time, Nigel. Is you know, we care about, uh, and we care about everyone. You know, this isn't just me as... You know, our, you know, your best player, your youngest player. We're there for him. We're going to support him. And uh, who knows? You mentioned luck, and you do need an element of luck uh, in this game. And a little bit of luck, he might be back sooner than anticipated. And uh, uh, you never know, dear. But we're there for him. And you know, as I say, he'll be at the game this coming Saturday. And because he is going to be out for a while, are you re- are you looking to perhaps bring in someone up front? Is there is there any way that you can perhaps get that pulled off? Hundred percent. I've been on it since honestly, and you know, my wife will tell you, Teddy will tell you. Since last Saturday, you know, on the journey back from uh, the game, the new draw against the Norbans, incidentally, they had a really good result on Tuesday night. Um, I've been on it. You know, I, I, honestly, I, on Wednesday morning, I was sending text messages out at five thirty. Think people think I'm nuts, but you know, <laughs> you've got to work hard. You've got to work hard, and there could be, you know, there could be a little glimmer of getting someone in. You know, the guys at the club have been brilliant. You know, it's, uh, Gary and Jerry, etc., etc., and uh, you know, but we just got to hopefully something, something can turn for us. Um, but you know, I, I think it's no secret, in, you know, I know and you know, and I'm sure the Welling United fans know that we do need to add to our striking options. But you know, that's easier said than done sometimes. Yeah, as you say, Bath coming to uh, the Jay Herndon uh, Community Stadium on Saturday. They're like Worthing, they're going really well. So you know, what's going to be now between now and then training and then looking forward to, to that build up. Yeah, 100%. Listen, we love it. You know, we're really enjoying our time at Welling. Uh, myself, my management team, uh, they've been really good. You know, we're trained hard on Thursday night, as always. We do our analysis on Bath. You know, their manager, Jerry Gill, is a good pal of mine. One of the most experienced managers in the league. And, uh, it'd be a tough game, but, you know, what isn't a tough game in this league? Yeah. Averly atop. You know, you at the start of the season, I think they were the favourites to get relegated. So, there's no easy games, and that's the way we want it. We want to get as many people as we can at uh, Parkview road on Saturday, getting behind me, getting behind the boys, you know, I love the, you know, the, the relationship the fans have developed with, with ourselves is really something that, I, you know, I'm cherishing and we just uh, very hope, very soon we really hope that we can give them, uh, give them, give them some more wins, but it's a long-term process, uh, Nigel, you know, the club's uh, budget isn't what it was last season, you know that, yeah, I know yes. that, and we're working really hard and uh, it's, it, it, you know, it, it's just, it just might take a little bit of time. And you mentioned the supporters there, once again, Tuesday night down in Worthing, I mean, it was a lovely evening, but great vocal support once again from the Wings fans. Listen, uh, my, the fans are absolutely amazing and, you know, I just think that, I think, that I'd like to re- you know, tell them how important they've become to me and, you know, I've only managed the, the club for eight games, so, you know, they're amazing and I love, I love the away following, you know, I still, you know, I loved that after that game at Tombridge. I loved, I loved the fans. You know, and uh, yeah, I really do thank them. And you can just, you know, bring your mates. You know, if you could, if every Welling United fan could bring an extra one on this coming Saturday, we get more crowd, we get a bigger crowd, and we get more of you behind us. And you know, if any of the Welling United fans need, you know, want me to do.
do anything to help them, uh, you know, please feel free to get in touch with you and you, you can ask me. Absolutely. Now, finally, I must mention uh, Jeff Taitanga. He picked up the Welling United Supporters Association Player of the Month Award for August. How delighted have you been with Jeff Tay since he's come in? Oh, listen, I'm, I'm, I was more delighted to get his loan extended to January Absolutely, the 1st, yeah. to be honest with you. That, that was the first key because, you know, uh, he, he's been fantastic, is not he? And I've always worked well in the loan market, and I think he, he certainly adds to that. He's exciting, he's young, he's vibrant, and, you know, he's no fuss, is he? And I think he's very, very quickly become a massive uh, fan's favourite. And I would have agreed with that. If I'd got a vote, I would have voted him at best player for the month of uh, August. I think Cam, Cam Green's had a good month. I see, you know, people are growing in stature as well. I think Big Lockie Bird, I think he's done really well for us. Jack Virtual got in the team of the week last weekend. You know, I think I think we're seeing now that we've got some really talented young players and, uh, you know, that's really good for the future of Welling United. But, yeah, in answer to your initial question, Jeff Dean is certainly someone who... I, I look forward to seeing him play, don't you? It's not... You know, you, it excites you and uh, I think that's really good. I just think that every, he's one of them players that every time he gets the ball, you're just waiting for something to happen. And, and it's it's noticeable now that teams are putting like two players on him now that he, they, yeah. he's, he's that much yeah. of a threat. Yeah, but I think it's, it's vital that, you know, to have him, him one side and Lewis the other, the way we want to play. I think, mean, I, I, you know, you go back to sort of in days gone by, you know, you and I are quite old now, aren't you? But, you know, <laughs> I always think wingers come as a pair, don't you? Yeah. And I think, I think you, look, you look back at, you know, the good sides, it was sort of, you know, Beckham and Giggs, wasn't it? And, you know, I think now it's a very nice Tang, Jeffy Tang and Lewis White. They come as a pair and I think they both cause problems. Well, best of luck for Saturday, Danny. Obviously, like, you know, it's going to be another really hot day at part at uh, the Jay Herndon Community Stadium. So best of luck for Saturday and I'll catch up with you then. Yeah, look forward to seeing you guys. And as usual, fellas, it's up the wings. Cheers, Danny. Thank you. Many thanks to Danny. Now on to our second feature. And last week, before the St Albans City game at the Jay Herndon Community Stadium, winger Jeff Taitanga received the Welling United Supporters Association Player of the Month Award for August from committee member Sally Kirkpatrick. Before choosing the Ice Gaming Worthing, I managed to grab a few words with Jeff Tate. Joining me now on the Radio Wings podcast is winger and player of the month, Jeff Tate-Tanga. First of all, Jeff Tate, congratulations on the player of the month award. How did it feel to get that? No, it's an honour. I just want to give glory and thanks to God. Without him, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have that. So I give him all the glory and glory, yeah. How do you feel you've settled in? Um, I think it's been pretty easy for me because the lads, they're very welcoming from the first day I came. Like, they put their hands around me, just said, just go out there, express yourself. Don't be, don't be shy, don't be nervous to try anything else. So, yeah, I think it's been a good... Because I, I put it on Twitter the other day, you've literally come into this and you've hit the ground running. Yeah. You really have. So it's been really impressive performances. It's obvious that you like to get the ball and then you go for goal. Is that what you say what your strength is? Yeah, like, so dominating 1v1 battles, so getting the ball, running at defenders, trying to link up with teammates and create chances for the teams. And, and, it's, and, and what's happening now is opposition sometimes are yeah. putting two players on you now, aren't they? So, yeah. you know, they're getting... Um, the other week you nearly scored, didn't you? Against how was it? Haven't the yeah, ball haven't cro- the cross ball, came yeah. in, and I thought it was going to be your head, or, and it just you just didn't, couldn't yeah, bundle I it lost, over the line. I lost my footing as the ball came in, so yeah, I was pretty annoyed. But my goal will come. It's coming. It's oh, coming. it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Loan deal was extended till January. Yeah. How was that to get that extended? How did that feel to get that sorted? Nah, I'm really happy. I just think it's good for me to keep playing games, stay fit, and when the opportunity comes, just take it. So yeah, I'm thankful for the gaffer 
trusting me and obviously Orient as well for giving me the opportunity to come out here and play. So yeah. Yeah, many thanks to Orient. And, and what's it like working with Danny Blore? Nah, good guy, man. Good guy. From the first day I met him, like, it just felt like I knew him from a while ago. So yeah, man, very welcoming. Brilliant. So yeah. Tough game tonight, Worthing. They lost the weekend. They're going to look for a reaction. Like 4G pitch, it's going to be tough. Warm, warm conditions. It's going to be tough, but you're up for it. Yeah, I'm ready. That's, you ready? That's not a good start. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Hopefully, we get the W today. And yeah, man. I hope the fans are looking forward to it. So yeah. Well, I know. I know the fact you've really excited the Welling fans. So they they they're really like behind you all the way. Congratulations on the award. Best of luck for tonight. Right, thank Cheers. You. Thank you. Awesome. Cheers. Well done to Jeff Day, and I'm delighted that his loan spell has been extended to January. Finally this week, and the Welling United women's team have started their new campaign with not only a new team, but also a new manager. I spoke to the new incoming manager, Taylor Cauldray. Joining me now on the Radio Wings podcast is uh, Welling, the new Welling United women's team manager, Taylor Cauldray. Hi, Taylor. How you doing, Nigel? You okay? Yeah, I'm not bad. Yourself? Yeah, very good, thank you. Very good. Glorious weather we're uh, we're having now. Oh, this is beautiful at the minute, isn't it? But uh, I'd I'd hate to be it as a player, uh, but you know, just to enjoy it is lovely. Absolutely. Now you're one of the coaches at the highly successful Welling United Academy, but now at just twenty years of age, you're the coach of the Welling United women's team. How does that feel to be in charge? Yeah, I mean, like, look, if you'd have asked me that. <laughs> only presented that opportunity to, to be involved in a, in the women's team um, you know it's probably something I wouldn't have been uh, confident about or ready for but um, look you know things have happened across the, the course of the summer which I, I, I know we'll get onto but um, ultimately the, the club needed people to step up and, and people within the club good people have stepped up including myself and um, it's just about you know making sure that we're, we're keeping the women's section of the club thriving because it's it's something that's really important to us. Absolutely. And how have you found the season going so far? Yeah, it's been it's, it's been a challenge. It's, it's been new, you know, uh, as a coaching team, um, which which is made up of myself and, and Vicky Ball, uh, Kim Dixon, James Malchie and, and Christian Booth, it's, it's, it's it's sort of new to us. It's new to some of us in terms of the level and um, and the players as well that we're, that we're that we're having to bring in. and We have brought in, um, but it's getting there, and we're starting to see some real improvements on the pitch, which is good as well. But definitely a challenging start. And for you personally, I mean, as you say, you're only twenty years of age. You're going to be like putting your wits up against management teams that are not only older than you, that but a lot more experienced. But you're right up for that challenge. Yeah, and I think you know it's great to see so many people working in in the game um, with with great knowledge and and experience. And look, the, the coaching uh, teams that we've come across so far have, have been uh, uh, have had clear ideas of how they want to play, and um, you know the teams that we've come up against have, have had clear identities. So it's just testament to the teams in our league about the coaches that we do have, but. Um, yeah, we're confident in our abilities and you've got to back yourself as a coach and uh, is there anything in football, if you have an opportunity, you've got to grab it, whether you're a player, a coach, a, a physio, whatever it is. So yeah, we'll, we back ourselves as a, as a coaching team and, and, and of course I back myself as, uh, as a coach as well. 
and it's really important that you've got that backroom team to assist you, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. You know, we are a team. It's, uh, we've, we make decisions together. We look at it together and um, it's good because there's, you know, there's all different expertise and, and experiences within this team that um, can get the best out of the players and make the right decisions. Um, so, you know, you can't ever be a one-man band in anything. So, um, the the, the team are really vital for for making the, the playing staff a success. And as you say, you you and your team have stepped up to take on this role. Um, after the Lionesses' sex, success on winning the Euros last year and obviously like reaching, reaching the recent World Cup final, women's football is just getting bigger and bigger, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really growing. And I just said there, you know, I talked about the, the coaching staff involved and the level of teams at our level, the way they're playing, it's, it's not just obviously the staff around it. The, the player is uh, the, the playing side is really growing um, at, at grassroots level, which is obviously my, uh, one of my more um, main roles at the club. Uh, the influx of players just wanting to get involved in football, female, is, is unbelievable, and we're proud to be able to uh, provide that sort of. Um, opportunity within the community so that girls of any age level, um, whether they're just starting out or they're, they're really pushing on and competing against top teams we've got a place for them and, and it's just, yeah, like you say, it shows how the women's game is going from strength to strength and, and we we have to thank the Lionesses for a big part in that Absolutely. Now, the women's team that represented the club last season in the summer took the decision uh, and left to go elsewhere. So you, you've literally had to start from scratch and build a completely new team. How difficult has that been? And what has been the process for the recruitment? Yeah, so, yeah, it, it was a disappointment in the summer. But, um, you know, we're a big football club and, and we want to be a successful football club. And to do that, we need we need the right people. So you're right, it is a challenge and... and um, you know, our recruitment process this summer was was first of all bringing in good people that are going to help the club and grow the club, and then of, of course is is basing on on getting in players that are going to be competent at the level. And we feel like uh, we do have players that are competent at the level. And and you know, with every sort of cloud does come a silver lining or, or whatever the saying is, but um, uh, does come the sunshine coming out because the. Some of our young players from last year that are getting opportunities, graduating from the academy, and and uh, you know training in in that environment, getting exposure to the physicality of women's football, and even um, a couple of them, you know, getting minutes this season already and making their debut. So um, that's been a real positive for the club and for the academy as well. And last season, the women's team, they finished third, I think it was in the Division One South, with some really impressive performances, especially at Parfey Road. With this brand new team, what will you be realistically hoping for for this season? Yeah, and I think I think with that, Nigel, we need to manage the expectations and make sure that we're realistic about things. But we're also a very ambitious football club. We're very ambitious people within our coaching team and, and our playing staff. Um, and you know, we want to compete in this league. Um, you know, would we be able to win the league? I'm not sure, but there's no reason why we can't try and try and fight for that uh, and strive towards that. So, yeah, I think this season about is about staying competitive and 
giving teams tough games and, and just taking each game as it comes. I know it might sound cliche, but it really is um, at that point. And like we say, we're very ambitious. We want to do well. Um, and we've got great backing from, from the club, from the chairman and, and the board uh, to give us the platform to do that. So if we've got the platform to do that and everything's in place, why not aim high? Absolutely, and you say you've, you've got the backing from the club, so hopefully we're going to be seeing plenty more women's games at, uh, being played at Welling. What's it going to be like for you to manage like women's games at Parkview Road? Yeah, it's, a, it's an unbelievable feeling. I mean, we've had two home games there already. Um, the first one having um, a few, a few uh, spectators and fans come along, which was really great to see, uh, but... It's such a great ground, a lot of history around the ground and the football club. Um, so to, to play games there and to continue planning throughout the season is, is massive for us and it, it does give players uh, a boost to playing a ground like that. So, um, yeah, and, and for myself and my staff, it's, like you say, just um, being in that in that ground and with all that history surrounding it and how great it is, it's, um, it's a good place to be. And obviously, like last season, there were some uh, really good crowds. I think the last game last season, I was over 600. So if the uh, the Welling fans and the local community can come out and support the women's team, that's going to be another fantastic season to look forward to. 100%, Nigel. I think it's really important that we we don't uh, stall on, on that progress that we've made as a football club last season. We need to keep pushing and pushing. And I know that um, Paul, especially the chairman, is, is very keen on that, you know, building good relationships within the community, growing the attendances, uh, getting more eyes on the women's team and, and, and making it a uh, an attractive place to come on a Sunday afternoon, whether that be the local kids who are a very big part to our success last season off the pitch, uh, whether that's the Welling fans that, that go and watch the men on the Saturday, um, you know, if they've got nothing to do on a Sunday and, and the weather's nice and, and uh, they want to watch some football, then... Um, Absolutely. Well, listen, Taylor, best, I mean, first of all, congratulations on stepping up and taking on the role. Best of luck for the season. I'm hoping to get a lot more from the women's team on the podcast this year. So best of luck and we'll catch up soon. Many thanks to Taylor for coming on to the show. Best wishes to him and the new look side for this season. And I'm certainly looking forward to watching some of their games. And we'll also be having regular women's team interviews and reactions throughout this season on the podcast. That's it for this week. Keep an eye on the Radio Wing social media platforms for news in the next episode. My thanks to Gary Holland on production. Until the next time, stay safe, everyone, and I'll catch you later. You've been listening to the Radio Wings podcast. Keep up to date with everything that's happening at, at your, your club. club. Online at wellingunited.com.com.com.com.com. <laughs>